What's up, everyone? I'm Kale Garrett, inside linebacker for the New York Giants. Be sure to tune into my live interview with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. Hey, what's up? My name's Grant Kenoki. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and artist, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. You all got the message. That's right. Inside linebacker, Hale Garrett. Best known for a recent signing with the New York Giants. I mean, this guy is making a huge, huge headway in the industry. Do not, and I mean do not underestimate his value, what he's bringing to the table. And with that being said, I'm going to give you a little bit of his stats here. So we're looking at 6'3". 230 pounds would never believe it i'm shocked he looks bigger maybe about 260 23 years old inside linebacker new york giants kale garrett thank you for being with us here live on air with stephen cuoco on power 98.5 stephen thanks for having me man you're welcome it's an honor to be on here with you (laughs) i had to do that double intro when you did the promo video and i i appreciate the three that you sent because that's the first time someone was that diligent to be like you know what i'm gonna get at this i'm gonna get in it and i'm gonna be sending three customized videos for this guy steve cool <laughs> hey anything for you man i kind of feel bad about it looking back at it now i probably should have shaved or something but oh it's perfect. i did my best man <laughs> you did very very well uh gotta start off where were the beginnings for you i mean a lot of times you'll know that people will go ahead and they'll give out like a, a intro of your background and everything, but I feel that that takes away from your, your true context and narrative. So we've got your stats, 6'3", 230, 23. You got a year contract as an inside linebacker with the New York Giants. Uh, you've got great things ahead of you. Where did it all begin and at what age? Why football? Um, I'd say ever since uh, about third grade, that was the first year that I played tackle football. Um, and I was influenced by, like, my stepfather. Um, he played football as well. Um, and then my mom was also always around sports, too. So um, that was the one that was the most appealing to me as a third grader and still is to this day. Um, and I really haven't looked back since. It's always been something that I've loved and been a huge passion of mine. If you could go a little bit deeper, what what type of diet, what type of, like, food, like, most people don't know, like it's different, like genetics, like six three two thirty. Has it always been like that? Has it always come easy? What do you do behind a curtain to sustain these type of stats? Um, so I was kind of, I steadily grew. I was a little bit bigger, maybe than the average kid growing up. Um, and then just on my way through everything, I mean, I'm lucky 
I don't think uh, no matter what I ate, I think I would have been six two, six three ish anyways. But um, as far as diet now, um, it just comes to eating really clean and really the main thing for me is staying away from sweets. I have the biggest sweet tooth, I think, out of anybody <laughs> I know. Uh, I love my candy, man. But, um, you know, I, I'm not a big vegetable guy, if I'm being honest, either. I, you you think of a professional athlete, they, oh, they must eat so good and they must eat super clean. And I do, trust me, but I won't sit there and just eat a eat a salad or something like that. I have to sneak my greens into like my into a shake or something like that or even smoothies. So, so instead of asparagus being on a plate, you got a pack of Twizzlers. <laughs> I mean, preferably, yes, that'd be great. <laughs> but um, realistically, not all, you know, moderation, right? Yeah. But hey, you're 23. You can burn that off. I mean, you are right now, you're training. So I would think that you would be able to do what you want, have what you want. To go into it a bit, uh, Kale. Since you are training, do you have more flexibility? Are you still training as though you are in season? Take us into that world. Um, so right now is honestly um, the most important time to like make ground in training and make headway just because um, the most important few weeks of my life are going to be coming up here in about a month with training camp. Um, and ultimately, like my performance there will determine um, – you know, the rest of my future. So these next four weeks are crucial in terms of getting in shape and trying to get just a little bit stronger and a little bit faster. Um, so I'm treating it like as if I was still at the facility right now, um, even though it's on my own and I'm back home right now, I'm still waking up every day and trying to be in the best shape of my life. You're number 41 with the New York Giants. What does that mean to you and, and that number? Does it have – some people have um... – feel that numbers are, are specific significance is 41 a significance to you or is it just number is it something that you feel lucky about how do you feel about your uniform and your uniform number uh for me i don't really i'm not too concerned about the number uh, i there's a lot of turnaround where i was last year um, i bounced around between a couple teams um, and my number changed too so for me it's more just about being able to have that number um, and then let everything else sort itself out. Um, as long as I get to wear a number, get to wear a helmet and have that jersey on, I'm pretty excited. I could be any number you could think of, and I'd, I'd probably be all right with it. I just want to play. Well, and but then also we're going to have a number to remember you by, you know, uh, where you're going to be going down as a legend, right? <laughs> That'd be great. Right now I just got to – figure out how I can make the team and then help them win games, you know, but um, hopefully one day that'd be awesome. What was the process like Kale to get to where you are at now? Was it something that you knew you would be? Did you have control in the process uh, for those that are tuning in? And I want to thank everyone uh, for being here live on air with Stephen Cuoco on power 98.5. We have number 41 inside linebacker Kale Garrett with the New York giants with us today. Diving in, going deep. He's not a fresh up and coming. He's a seasoned professional football player. Landed a year's contract with the New York Giants. He's you go to his Instagram, kale.garrett, C-A-L-E dot G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Go to his Instagram, take a look at what he's doing. Very lifestyle, sports, uh overall a really good presence about him. And you 
I encourage you to start following him and supporting him. He greatly deserves it and needs it. Um, and why I say he needs it, because this is, uh, you know, football and what these young guys are doing is they put themselves on the line all the time. And, uh, you know, it's fun. We all know that what goes into sports, you know, people gamble and things like that. But these are people's lives. They have families. They have kids. And with you, Kale, um, with that, uh, to backpedal a little bit, because I wanted to just add in why we're go, people are still coming on to the live tuning in to know who you are and what we're discussing. Uh, what did it take for you to land that contract? Was it as easy for those that are listening, for people that are uh, potentially interested to get into sports or did it, was it like a five-year process, a three-year process? Um, So it was, it was a journey. That's for sure. Coming out of high school, um, I didn't have a lot of offers. I've always, uh, I was under-recruited, managed to sneak onto Mizzou at the last moment. um, And then, Whenever I was going there, you know, I wasn't even thinking about my first couple of years. Like the NFL was just a dream um, that I had. But at first, like I was just trying to keep up with everybody there in college. Um, and then I managed it, you know, just day by day, listen to what the coach said um, and gave it my best, you know, my best effort every day. But by my junior and senior year, I knew that like if I played well enough, I was in the SEC and I'd have an opportunity to play in the NFL. Um, I ended up getting injured my senior season, had a season-ending injury uh, when I was a mid-season All-American, um, and then ended up having to take the hard road um, by not getting drafted and then kind of just bouncing around with teams last year, too. And it was honestly um, a mental struggle more than it was like a physical one. It's easy for me to stay in shape, but it was hard to stay into it uh, mentally when you're working out for teams. Um week to week and then not really knowing your status either. Um, but there's a lot of time spent at home with my mom and kind of sad look on my face and just trying to keep the hope. Um, eventually landed a workout with the giants and then tested positive for COVID. As soon as I got into my hotel, actually had to quarantine for 10 days. I want to say in my hotel, um, and then go do a workout for, the New York football giants right after that, after I've been cooped up in a hotel for 10 days, but it actually went well enough that they said they wanted to sign me. Um, And of course I was over the moon and said, yes, right there, right then and there. And then um, was fortunate enough to go through the off season with them. Um, OTAs in this mandatory mini camp that just finished up last week. And and then now what's what's going to happen thereafter now since you've finished up with. So now I'm back home um, and I'm working out, like I said, just trying to stay in or even find a way to do more. But being the best shape of my life coming into training camp, um, I'll go back there in late July. Mm-hmm. And then that's when stuff gets really serious, but really fun, too. That's when we'll put on the pads and um, I'll get to do what I love for um, for a little bit longer. So this is just a short break then since you're going to be back at it next month. Yep. Yep. Just a short break. Go see the family. Um, and then just kick back, kind of take mentally recharge, um, stay in it, but be ready to go come late July. What's families or what is your family's response been like your mom, your, you know, everyone around you, are they 
shocked? Are they not surprised? What's the mood been? Uh, they're all super proud and supportive. I got the best family. I love them all to death. Love you, mom. Love you, Nani. Um, I'm actually going to go see them this weekend. Uh, my brother's having a baby in July as well, and I'm going to get to see I'm going to get to see her be born. I'm going to have a little niece. Her name's Maislin. Um, but they've been super supportive, um, and they've always understood. Even at Mizzou, like I wasn't able to go home and visit a lot, but they would come to me, and we'd always find a way. And even though I don't see them all the time, we're a super tight knit group, and um, got a lot of love. And I definitely couldn't do do it without them. Definitely couldn't do it without my mom. Well, big shout out to your mom. What's her name again? Oh yeah. Her name is Lindy Burns. Lindy Burns. Shout out to Lindsay Burns, everyone. Let's I Lindy. Would, what is it? Lindy, L I N D I. It's all right. Everybody calls her that by accident. Lindy Burns. I just wrote Lindy that. Burns. Lindy Burns. So here we go, Lindy. Lindy Burns. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I hope she, I think she might be listening right now. I really hope she is. I hope but. she is too. Um, and then uh, to, to Maislin, your niece. Yes. Shout out to her. There we go. <laughs> Maislin, everyone. I love these little quirky things. They're fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, something you had recently uh, shared. Um, with a, a news media outlet, it says, here is how he describes his game. I'm a very physical player. I read the game. I know I read the game at, at high school level. I'm usually in the right spot. It's a very demanding position. You have to know what everyone else on the field is doing. You're involved in every play, whether it's defending the run or in a pass coverage, you have a role to play. I love the feeling of being involved and engaged the entire time. It's an awesome position. Please bear with me because sometimes depending how my brain is rolling that day when I'm reading, sometimes I got flow and other times I have a little, get a little choppy. So this, I got a little choppy, <laughs> but I hope it was conveyed. So with that, since I felt a little bit choppy, I'm calling myself out. Um, sum that up, like, or give us a little bit of a recap of what I just read. Um, I think that's just basically the position a linebacker in a nutshell as interpreted by me. Um, I think that's what's like expected out of a linebacker. And um, that's what I strive to be. I have great examples to learn from um, in my linebacker room here too, with the giants, um, especially with Blake Martinez kind of being our stud guy. It's just, an, it's really cool to be in the same room as him and learn from him. And he's all, He's he's truly a vet and he's a he's a great player and a great person too, um, and he's helped me out in just a short amount of time that I've been there a lot. Yes, you're 23, but you can still learn a lot. You don't need to wait till you're 80 years old to say you know I've lived life. Do you feel most proud of yourself now, Kale, and why? And and why I'm asking that like. Like, what have you learned so much about yourself that makes you just feel so proud and confident to know that you're in a right place at the right time, doing great things, and you're going to continue to move forward and uh, surprising yourself? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm usually not the one to pat myself on the back too much, uh, but 
I guess what I can say I'm proud of is just knowing that I've earned every bit of where I'm at. Um, and I think I'll earn everything going forward too. Usually, um, I think my motto is kind of, you don't really get what you deserve. You get what you earn. Um, and I think that my hard work has paid off to an extent. Um, but I usually don't take the time to stop and pat myself on the back. I'm back. I'm just more focused on, um, you know, what can I do next to further, like improve myself, enhance my life or, um, you know, help others even too. But I am proud of how hard I've worked up to this point, but I, I got to find a way to do more. What do you believe that will take in doing more? Um, usually it comes with some sort of sacrifice. So whether that's um, free time just to study more or, uh, you know, cutting out on social life, which is something that I've done. Like, I think just cutting out on going out or just trying to live like you're a, um, you know, things that young people do, I guess, uh, cutting out on that kind of stuff usually pays off. What's been the best motto you've ever heard and that's kept you inspired to this day, if anything at all, a motto, a belief, a poem, a quote, whatever it is. Um, I think the biggest thing to keep me on track um, and always working hard was always just no matter how much you've done or how much you do, you can always find a way to do more. So, um, like, no, if something's good, it can be great. If something's great, it can be excellent. Uh, you, you can always find something to improve. And, um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't appreciate great things, but, I think more so just like in terms of myself and trying to get better every day. I think just understanding that you can always be better and you can always do more um, is something that has stuck with me. One of my favorite posts that you have on Instagram was the one back on February 19th. Now, I don't know if these are your words or someone else's. However, the photos go perfectly with what you described. You wrote wondering while wandering. And I actually <laughs> pondered on that. I was like, that's actually really clever. So when you are wondering while wandering, what is going through you through your head and, and what are you feeling emotionally when that's happening? Cause this looks like a journey or something to where you were really wondering while wandering. <laughs> yeah. So that was actually a uh, charity hike that I did with my best friend since I was like four. Um, we hiked the Grand Canyon from uh, rim to rim to rim, which is start at the South Rim, go to the North Rim and back. Um, and our goal was to do it in under 24 hours. Um, and we ended up, it's a little, it ended up being over like 45 miles or something like that um, in under 24 hours, but it was for the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, and it was just coming up, it was coming right off, uh, COVID. That's whenever I got the idea to, idea to do it. Um, because I was just kind of feeling unfulfilled and I was going, that was back whenever I was bouncing around working out for different teams. Um, just didn't have a lot of good things going on. So I thought I really love hiking. Um, and I think I could do it for a good cause. And the military's always, um, kind of been an area of importance to me. Um, it's something that I, I value, um, just like respecting veterans and then, 
um, finding a way to honor them too, just because they sacrificed so much for us to live our normal lives. Um, so did, did a charity hike for wounded warriors and it went great, but I think hikes for me are more so just about like clearing my mind. And then just, it's almost like you go out into nature and you see all this beauty, but then it, it ends up leading to more self-reflection. So that's something I kind of like, like you're surrounded by all this beauty, but then you end up looking inwards a lot of times too, um, just because there aren't too many other distractions other than um, just nature, whatever else is out there really. So we understand about wounded warriors, great cause for what you've done uh, with that kale and with understanding about military and how important that is to you and self-reflection, would you be also, um, you know, sharing details about mental health and how you're, you're supporting mental health and knowing where, what military people go through uh, with struggles of mental health? What does that mean to you? Do you have any future um, uh, outlook on how you want to maybe continue with Wounded Warriors or any other type of uh, nonprofit organizations or the military? So um, I'll start off by saying like my initial interest in it and everything, I was committed to the Naval Academy before I went to Mizzou. And I'd always felt like I'd kind of done, I did them wrong in a sense by decommitting. Um, it made more sense to stay at home or stay closer to home, only being two hours away from my mom instead of being in Annapolis, Maryland. And then I also had the opportunity to play in the SEC and chase my football dreams too. So I'd always kind of had like, a little bit of guilt maybe just because, um, you know, I felt like I kind of skipped out on it a little bit. So, um, but I've always had love and support for the, for the armed forces. So I just thought that was kind of my own way of being able to give back in a sense. Um, but in terms of future endeavors, I'd love to go on a charity hike every year. Um, or as much as I can, I don't think I could do that hike every year because that was, that one was pretty tough, but that was kind of the point, um, you know, uh, a difficult physical task, you know, to honor those guys. But some sort of hike every year, a charity hike would be really fun, I think. Um, and, you know, as it as it progresses, I'd love to get more people involved. That was just something that I kind of did on a whim um, and then was able to raise like a decent amount of money for it, which is really cool. Um, but I think if I got a little more organized in the future, I could make it even better, but I'd love to do a charity hike every year for sure. To set your mind at ease. And here's a question for you. If you did not leave the Naval Academy when you did, do you believe you would be where you are at today in all honesty? I don't. I really don't. Um, I think I would have been set for life for sure because um, the Naval Academy's arguably or might even just be out of the number one leadership school in the world. Um, I know they, they produce some fine individuals um, that go on to serve our country, which is really awesome. Um, and I remember going there and I fell in love with it. Um, but I don't think, no, I, I don't think I'd be here. I think I'd be doing something good and something, um, you know, that I could like, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I don't think. Do you believe that you're still doing something good, if not something great, 
but yet having best of both worlds because you are doing something great. You're living your greatness. You're living your truth. And yet at this, it does not, man, yet, let me, how do I want to pl uh, place this? Um, doing what you love, feeling what you love, living in your truth and by your truth. And most importantly, would you agree that with this, because you, you've got such balance, you're living life with no regrets. If you stayed in a Naval Academy, you lived an identity that you may have at that time perceived that you thought that that's, that's what was going to be for you, but that's not who you are. And that's a lot of times that's what people do. They do things because they think that that's the right thing to do, but they're not living in their true identity. Wouldn't you agree, Kale, that you're living in your true identity, which gifts you the opportunity of peace. It gives you the opportunity of, of good mental health, but it also gives you the opportunity because now you have two perspectives that anytime you talk to somebody, you're not alone. How often do people start out somewhere and they got a, a different direction that's placed for them somewhere else? You see where I'm going with this? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think I sleep easy at night knowing that you know I made I made a decision in the best interest of my passion um, and what I love. So um, yeah, I definitely don't I don't regret it at all. But at the same time, um, I've, I'm always searching for a way to you know not necessarily make a wrong, right? Because I, I wasn't in the wrong. I was acting in my best interest, but I'm, I'm the type that still wants to honor um, those guys over there or Don forces any way I can, just because I think they deserve it. Which gives you best of both worlds, because that's going to always 100%. be part of who you are. That Naval Academy and that experience is you. Yeah. Yeah. And, for and sure. it's, it's, it's helped you in my and and I feel this with having family in in the military and law enforcement. Would you agree that without that experience, it may not have conditioned you for football and now to be with the New York Giants? Yeah, I I agree. I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be here. Um, or I can't say definitely, but I don't think it would have happened the way that it did. Or as um, intense. Or yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. You see how conversations are always great. Well, I, I always say I do not manufacture my interviews. You never know where they're <laughs> going to go because it's, this is this seriously, this is huge, especially for people that are listening and, and what you shared a pandemic, how many people either ended up with a life like yourself, a life and a lifestyle you may not, or may not have planned or thought of, but it fell into it. And now now you're you're in love with it. You're proud of yourself. You're you're honoring your truth and living your truth. And how many people fall into the majority, and they just become a statistic? I'm telling you, you're going to look back on this, uh, Kale, and you're going to continue to remember your experience in the Naval Academy. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to constantly be reminded. This is where the piece comes in. You're going to be constantly reminded that because of that experience. It's not important unless you believe it is to be of the length of time of when you were there, you had enough time to experience, to love, to be conditioned, and most importantly, to be inspired. You're going to take that inspiration 
and you're going to live throughout your life. You're going to live through you. You ever get married, you have kids. This is forever going to be imprinted in your DNA and it's going and it served its purpose because if you were to have stayed, let's just say hypothetically, you have no idea what it would have conditioned you to be, but you were conditioned enough to where you took it to the most beautiful right place that is serving you. And now you are on a team and now you're going to take that service and you may not be in a battlefield, but you are in a battlefield and you're there to protect yourself and it's, you're there to protect other people. That's the responsibility that you had taken. So the only thing that's really changed here is the field. Yeah. And there, yeah, there's, there are so many football references or like carryovers or, um, references the war and strategy whenever it comes to football for sure um but what those guys do man i'm just so thankful for um them and i'm not going to say it's like incomparable but um because there are like it is strategy they're both strategy but luckily for us for the most part it's a game um and most people's lives aren't on the same line as um our you know, people of the armed services are, um, you know, we, we play this because we love it and it's fun. Um, and yes, there are physical injuries that happen, but, um, usually we're taken care of and we have the best treatments in the world. Um, so there is a carryover, but I feel, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about that. You like how you processed through that? Didn't that feel good? (laughs) (laughs) I hope it did. (laughs) Yeah. With your part, uh, post on March 1st, uh, your training, there's a three photo series on your Instagram. Uh, Let me pull it up. <laughs> you're in your black outfit and your headband. Oh, you're, are you talking about uh, from the combine, right? It looks like that. Thanks for the memes. Yeah. <laughs> so the Thanks third- for the memes. Yeah, for the third picture in, and and even really with all of them, you seem to have great mental focus. And yes. with the third photo I'm looking at, as you're going around that cone, what are you really seeing inside of yourself? Because you really, it, it really looks and has a feeling like you know and you understand, and you're having some great inner dialogue or inner dialogue of a feeling. Take us into your body and your mind in that moment. Well, I was probably thinking uh, that was the L drill at the football combine um, in Indianapolis at Luke Soil. Um, I was probably thinking that, uh, well, you just got done running the slowest 40 at the combine, uh, so you better make up for it in these agility drills. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, was, I was pretty focused for sure. Um, I think just kind of focusing on the next turn and, just positive self-talk, I guess, just trying to understand that I wasn't doing very well earlier in the combine. Um, so I need to do, I need to make sure that I make the most of these last few drills. It looks like you accomplished it. And, and I said memes, but you, you did correct me. And I just want to <laughs> re-add it's memes. Thanks for the memes. I know how my <laughs> glasses are. It's kind of funny too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that could work too. I should have used that instead. It could work. Um, is there any projects coming up, anything else outside of football that you would like to share and 
and give to all of our listeners to let us know a little bit more about you, what's going on, what inspires you outside of football, Kale? Uh, you know, unfortunately right now I'm, I'm in football mode for the most part, so I can't do any fun hikes, but I usually love to get out somewhere. Um, I love Colorado. Um, I've hiked Pikes Peak three times, I want to say, um, up and down twice. And it's, I just love being outdoors. Um, but then also I think I'll be able to get to the, to the Lake of the Ozarks on the 4th of July, maybe with, um, some friends. But outside of that, I'm just focused on how good can I get in these next four weeks? How good a shape can I be in whenever I get to training camp? Once again, a big shout out to newly niece here for uh, Kale, <laughs> Maislin, mom, yep. Lindy. Yeah. Okay. What was that? What was that, Kale? Oh, yeah. It's like on the way. She's almost here. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to be around whenever she's born. Oh, she just hasn't popped out of that belly yet, but she's she, here. She's close. Yeah, she's close. Who would you? Who else would you like to give a shout out to? So we've got Maislin. I mean, if you want to go ahead and give Maislin and your mom Lindy again, please do. And anyone else, anyone else that you uh, feel very thankful for in your shout outs, you can give as many as you want. Oh, I, I mean, for my brother, I'm, I'm proud he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be a dad soon, and then my nani. I love my nani is the one that. Uh, made it all happen because she gave life to my mom who in turn gave life to me, which is um, pretty cool. And she's the real, she's a real boss of the family. She's a true Italian grandma. Um, and <laughs> she won't let anybody say anything bad about her grandchildren. She loves us all so much. Um, she's such a, she's really a saint, I think. Um, and she takes care of us all and she's, the most unselfish woman I know. And when it comes to online social media, where are you at the most? Is, uh, is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? Where would you like people to come and support you the most or, or everywhere? What are the go-tos? Um, Instagram is the one I'm on the most. Honestly, I, I hadn't posted for a while. Um, I think it'd been a few months since I posted anything, but I really don't, I'm not on too many of them other than Instagram, really. I don't have a Twitter. Um, Facebook's more just so I can get tagged in things by my family. Mm. But uh, I'd say Instagram's the one that I'm on. And then uh, any final thoughts that you would like to share at all? Any words of inspiration during this time that you think that would be helpful to someone or many people out there? Um. I think just if you, if anybody has a passion, something that they love, I think they should never hesitate to act on that and chase it, um, no matter how crazy it might sound. Um, you know, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to make it happen. Um, and I'm living proof of that. I never thought that I'd get the chance to play in the NFL, um, but I've had great people in my life to help me along the way and always um, remind me that I love this sport. Um, and if you if you love something, chase after it, man. And then lastly, just thanks for having me on, man. It was it was truly an honor um, just to be able to chop it up with you for a while. You deserve it. And I want to thank everyone who's tuned in to Live On Air with Stephen Quilk on Power 98.5. You guys know that we have a huge list and, and upcoming new music running 24-7. You can download the Power 98.5 iOS 
um, and, uh, and Android app, iOS app. We are on Alexa. You can add Power 98.5 in the Alexa skill. We also stream live 24-7 on MyTuner radio line. Uh, radio.com, now known as Odyssey. Uh, we're out. Streamitter. Uh, we've got a, quite a few other places. Now we are in 39 countries. Uh, we just uh, popped the cork on that. I've kept the number 38, but uh, my team told me we're now in 39 countries. We're going to be able to uh, re-air this live interview with Kale Garrett, number 41 with the New York Giants. Inside linebacker. Great young man. 63 230 pounds of real professional talent here looking forward to an upcoming season later on this year when football starts back up kale is going to be going back into training sometime in july and uh, yep. if you guys ever have gifts please do not send him candy <laughs> he's got a game to play unless maybe it's low fat <laughs> appreciate that thank you for that Kale, what I would like for you to do is stay on the line. Uh, you and I, uh, I'd like to have that moment of chat and recap with everyone afterwards. We are going to re-air this. Today is Wednesday. So we're going to have this interview available. And uh, let's see, what time slots are we going to do? We're going to have this live re-air Thursday, Friday. We are going to do 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will do 2 p.m. So for all those that have tuned in mid, late, you want to catch up more, which I encourage you to do. Want to know more about Kale Garrett? We covered a lot of things, mental health, charity, hiking, Wounded Warriors, a great nonprofit to support. Kale just uh, did a recent run with uh, with them. Did, he did share that it was um, tough. Um, it was very physical. But yet he is a professional seasoned football player with much training and skill behind him. And he got through that very effectively and, and efficiently. Also, we, he, uh, Kale had discussed about self-reflection, um, having been in the Naval Academy and the benefits of what that has done for him uh, personally, professionally, and now leading into the New York Giants. Kale, I'm going to give you one more time. Anything that you want to close with before we head on out? Um, no, just thank you so much for having me on. It's truly an honor, Stephen. You are welcome. So, like I said, hold the line, Kale. We're going to close out. Tune in tomorrow, 8 a.m., 2 p.m., this Thursday and Friday. You won't miss a thing. Thank you for everyone who's joined us today live on air with Stephen Cuoco here and all around the world. I hope you all have a great day. Socials and let's connect.